Welcome to the E6 podcast from Colonial Church, a place for candid conversations about what our church community is learning, what is going on in the world, and how it all applies to our lives as followers of Jesus. My name is Brooke, and this is 2022. Happy New Year to all of the listeners out there, even though I'm a couple of weeks late. This is episode number 49. Lauren, Happy New Year, Harry. Happy New Year, man. It sounds weird to say that on January 10th. <laughs> That's right, it does. But I That's think... Okay. I can live with it. I wonder how many people, um, it really does take a week or four <laughs> to uh, to start feeling like it's it's a new season. Yeah. Uh, if nothing else, I, I have so many memories. It's back when I wrote checks. I was going to say, I was literally about to say the same Does anybody remember checks? There were these <laughs> piece of paper things that we would write on that were worth money somehow? Somehow, yeah. Um, somehow, because it can because it had our bank's our bank account number yes. on it. But it's like, always seemed like the worst thinking, idea to me. You're thinking, right? <laughs> it's like, hey, here's my bank account number. Good luck. Well, now we're telling strangers over the phones what our credit card is. <laughs> oh, At security least code? that's different. I can argue and call it and be like, hey, I didn't. That yeah. wasn't me and the fraud protection and all that, okay. but but I literally here's a piece of paper with my bank account number on it. <laughs> Would you go take this and take my money? Well, what I think we're both saying is yes. we have memories of writing. Oh, I keep writing twenty twenty one. Oh, I keep writing twenty twenty one. And that's always that was like the that was like back in the day, if you will. Uh, that was when that was like the first time it was like writing my uh, m- you know my January rent or something like that it was like that was the first time I, I wrote down the new year. Yes, and always got it wrong. Yes, and, you know, and it's like now. I don't know when I'll, do we when do we write down that, the date on is things? that true for students maybe like how old do I feel saying that because I haven't been a student for so long <laughs> like do students write the year a lot because I think we adults everything's digital now everything's we don't digital. write the year much uh, I mean I don't I don't when I was a student we didn't write the date like uh, I don't know I didn't date my my papers neither like, one of us have been students in. in a couple of decades yeah that's so. Right. And my, well, kid, my kids don't care. <laughs> happy stinking New Year is what we're trying to say. Okay, how was your uh, how was your Christmas New Year's? It was break? really good. It was really good. Um, Christmas Eve services here were really fun and special. And then probably like a lot of people, um, well, I don't I don't know what everybody else did. We uh, that Saturday I believe was Christmas Day. We had a great time with family, just the six of us. I don't believe we've done just the six of us for Christmas. Maybe, maybe ever mm. um, since we had kid number four 12 years ago. Yeah. We were always at my parents' or my in-laws or somebody's. And so it was it was special. And then uh, because we had the Sabbath weekend, uh, which we do the last weekend of every year here at Colonial, it was really nice just to be still, to be with family, to rest, yeah, uh, to not work. Um, I know that's weird for some people. I was going to say that that's it's. It, 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 I, I think people don't understand how how wonderful that actually is to say. You know what? You know what? We, Let's take some time to that it. end. We don't make a big deal of this on stage. Can we both just be really <laughs> transparent? Yes. And Maybe. and to your point, I think I think I would wager if we have a hundred listeners, I would wager that seventy five to ninety of them. Um, understandably reasonably logically don't really fully get why that's such a big deal to staff mm-hmm. to ministry leaders uh many of whom uh, let's just talk about volunteers many of whom are are giving up so much of their time and energy on a regular basis weekly a couple times a week you add staff doing nights and weekends and things like that and and then everything ramps up toward christmas 
it's such a wonderful time to just rest and go, ah, just let, let the air come out of your lungs. Yeah. Um, but I don't think we, I don't think we do that in our, like culturally we, we suck at that. Like, it's just not something we do. We go on vacation and get home and think, oh my gosh, I need vacation for my vacation. Like I'm exhausted now because I went to do everything. And then, you know, so when do we ever, when do we ever do that? I think it was talking to, um, I was talking to, to one of the staff members and I'm, I'm not going to like just throw their story out there, but it was like telling a story about, yeah, they just, you know, took some time and read some books by the fire and they were like, that was amazing. <laughs> we should do this more often. Yeah, right. I didn't plan that and you're it right. just happened. Yeah. But we don't do that. And so, you know, when we, when we actually, and, and you're right, I mean, to make, to make Christmas happen and all of the things that ramp up to it, I mean, if you go back to you know November for us, we had we had Thanksgiving stuff, and uh, you know so that's that's a day at the store, and the uh, the distribution of it, and then compassion stuff happens, and then we're you know in Christmas and Christmas rehearsals and Jingle Jam and all these things that get shoved into like the last maybe month and a half of the year, and and then you get to the other side of it, and it's like all right, keep going. It's like, oh, but but then you can breathe, and so it's nice to actually just take a breath and agree. You know, so what I hear you saying is you had a good, restful, uh, kind of a gift of of the holiday break. Is that I did, is that yeah. a fair statement? Yes, and it's 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 something that's still difficult to uh, to do. I think um, I, I would say that my uh, my family helps with that. Uh, not my immediate family necessarily. My my like my parents and my my siblings and stuff that, that, that helps, you know? So we, we went and, uh, we had Christmas morning and we'd always do that with just the, just the six of us. And, and then, and then we drove to, um, uh, my in-laws and we did Christmas up there and, and, uh, spent the night. And so the kids got to have fun and do stuff up there. And so that's less for us to have to, to do. We just kind of go and the kids still get to experience and, and play games and do different stuff. And then we, and then we went and had, uh, you know, did Christmas with my family and, my sister and her husband and her, uh, her fiance, um, they came down and, and, uh, so it was just, you know, there were people to play with the kids and there was times that I was like, okay, do I feel guilty now? Because Trevor's downstairs. My, my sister's fiance is downstairs playing ping pong with my kids who are terrible at ping pong and have, you know, they just want to play with uncle Trevor and, you know, or do I continue to sit here and play cards with somebody else? And, <laughs> That's what I did. I said, "Oh well." Sounds stressful. Yeah, I know. It's it terrible. really does. So it was nice. It was a nice break, and then uh, you know, and then then come back, and it got freezing cold all of a sudden. So yeah. that was that was weird. Man, twenty twenty two. I remember like coming through the pandemic and stuff in twenty twenty, and then getting into twenty twenty one, and everybody was like, "All right." It's a new year. Yep. This year is going to be amazing. Especially we last summer, I think. Side of it. I think. I think summer twenty one. We were like this fall. You know they're starting to announce football stadiums are going to. Yeah, right. You know, and concert tours are going to resume, and um, and yet. And here we are, twenty twenty two, and my family and I had to cancel a cruise because it was getting in, in, it was getting insane. And over there, our cases have like more than doubled week over week mm-hmm. in the last couple of weeks, and. On top of all that, you know, just in the last, like, what, what is it? What is today? The 10th? So in the last 11 days, we lost Betty White. We lost John Madden, Sidney Poitier, Bob Saget yesterday. 
uh, Dan Reeves, if you if you're an Atlanta fan, like the entertainers of the world yeah. are apparently dropping like flies right now. Although although my 16 year old did text me in the middle of that particular day, we lost we lost Betty White and said. I feel like an idiot because people are making fun of me. I don't know who Betty White is. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, she was 99. She was, bef- right. she was before my time. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to know she, who Betty White is. She did well. She did well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, man, just start it off, you know, the, the people that we have known and loved for years. Well, that's not really where I thought you were going. I thought you were, <laughs> I thought you were going to dwell on the pandemic and I was going to, nah, I was fine. going to uh, dryly add, that at least we're all in full agreement now as to how to handle it. And right, that's right. We've what, all we have all come to the same place. We're on the same. Everybody's page. on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's nobody's doubting any uh, any uh, statements by professionals. That's right. Okay, so it's a new year. Um, not a whole lot has changed apparently. Uh, let's go back. Talk to me about why we're here. Why do we have this podcast? What's that's the goal? Question. What's the point? You're uh, yes. you're on. Go. I love that you asked that question, Brooke. Thanks. And maybe we should go back and tell everybody to just fast forward to right now. We're going to talk about stuff that matters. <laughs> um, we started this podcast a year ago, uh, and I think, I think I my my thoughts, my reasoning for why we do the E six podcast here at Colonial Church is not because we're. Let me start with the knots. Not because we're trying to create some you know, platform that will expand and uh, not because we think we're all that or we, the, we have unique uh, insights that's going to change the world. We're going nationwide. Yeah, man. we're going nationwide, baby. <laughs> um, none of that. I think it's meant to be an additional platform. It, it's If you think about tools in your tool belt, if you think about arrows in the quiver, those kind of cliches, um, for Colonial, from a teaching standpoint, from a uh, even I would dare I say a discipling standpoint of, of just trying to to take a group of people and and move forward in the ways that God wants us to move and change and grow I think the plat the the podcast to me represents a unique platform where one it's not for everybody I think I think I've had numerous people this our first year of doing the podcast of looking at me with the blank stare during the headlights like why do we, even even one or more of our staff uh, church leaders that go I, I don't know why we do it but guess what they don't listen to podcasts yeah and I have a bunch of other people who you know we're one of several podcasts they listen to or uh, or obviously you and I part of the reason we love doing this is we are podcast listeners mm-hmm. um, so when I'm in my car, uh, sometimes when I'm working out, sometimes when I'm, um, certainly when I'm traveling, I really consume uh, some good podcasts from teachers, from some pop culture people, from some sports folks. This is meant to be a different kind of platform to dig a little deeper on our teachings. So, for example, today I want to talk a little bit about prayer. I want to talk a little bit about our prayer and fasting series we just stepped into uh, to take questions, which... Um, Never come in as in the volume I would love. I'd love I'd love for more questions from our listeners. Podcast at colonialchurch.com. I don't think a lot of our people realize we we really take seriously when you send in a question and uh, would would openly welcome uh, a difficult question, a pushback thought, a curiosity. There's no such thing as a dumb question, um, but it's certainly a time to answer questions. 
one of my favorite things this past year about our podcast that I, I know I'm excited about this spring is having different guests join us, yep. whether it's um, somebody else in Colonial that can share what God's doing in their lives or what God has done uh, or highlighting a ministry effort they're a part of in our community. I love that we're, we're um, anticipating getting several other local pastors on the podcast as guests, especially this spring as we partner with a bunch of other churches. Um, part of our mission is to unite our city, uh, to make disciples unite the city and, and impact the world. And so to have different city leaders on here this year, um, if I could say one thing that we haven't done in our first year okay. that I do I am bummed about mm. is I'm a verbal processor um, at some significant level. You are too. I don't know if you verbally process as much as I do, um, <laughs> but we're both verbal processors <laughs> and the nature of podcasts, especially group discussions is verbally processing together and, and discussing openly discussing. And we talked early on about even disagreeing over things and modeling for our listeners, what it looks like to disagree and still love each other and still find common ground. And I do lament in our first year, I don't know how much we really did of that. Um, and I, I wonder if sadly it's a little bit of a result of just the polarization of our culture. You know, if, if you say the wrong word, uh, you're, you're canceled. If you mm. uh, disagree with somebody on particular topics, not all topics, but particular topics, I mean, dare I say it, you could be a heretic, you could be a troublemaker, um, and I mean that about us pastors. And so if I could be that real, one of my laments in our first year of our podcast is I, I don't know if we've taken the risks um, that I, I want to take on a heart level, um, but I've stepped, in it. <laughs> I've stepped in it a couple times already too, and so <laughs> that makes me a um, little, little less inclined to do that, but... I think, I think the upside of our podcast is for the people who love podcasts and who want to dig deeper and who want to hear more and, and maybe even be a part of the conversations with questions. Uh, I think it's just another platform. It's another tool in our tool belt that we can use. Yeah. So do you have any additional thoughts as to looking back at our first year to looking at the purpose of what we're doing and, and moving forward? I'm putting you on the spot there. We, um, we did not talk about this before in the record <laughs> button. I guess I I brought it on myself then. Um, no, I, I mean I think I think it's been uh, it's been an interesting um, it's been an interesting journey doing this. You know, we didn't really know what we were doing when we started off. We just were like, well, let's get some microphones and sit down and talk. And um, we've had to learn as we go and and figure it out. Um, so I mean I, I enjoyed I enjoyed doing it last year and and uh, it's morphed and changed a little bit as we've gone along. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think there's, there's always things that, that could be different. Um, doesn't necessarily mean they would be better or whatever, but, um, well, you know, I, I just, I, I agree with you. I, I, I would love questions that we had to weed through because there was, you know, there was so many of them and it just comes down to, you know, what, what is the best way to utilize what we're doing? And, and hopefully that this is a, an opportunity for, uh, you know, we've had conversations with some people that were like, yes, that we listen all the time. And, and, uh, I'm so glad we're doing this because there are people that are verbal processors that when you give out some thoughts on a Sunday, walk away going, okay, 
but I have these thoughts or, but what about this? Or let's talk about this more. And unless they have an outlet for that, which <laughs> depending on who, who you, you know, if you're, if you're married, if you, if you married somebody else that happens to do the same thing, sometimes I, you know, my wife and I have long conversations with each other that is actually one person having a conversation. The other person doesn't really care. And, <laughs> and then you get to the other end <laughs> you, and you're you like, do that, right? I know it's crazy. Right. And she's like, yeah, I know. I'm like, that's it? That's all you got? And then she'll tell me something, and I'll be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I was totally listening. <laughs> you know, you know? So I don't know. Um, I'm excited. It's it's year number two. We'll see how it goes. I I am looking forward to this year, and I'm looking I'm looking forward to us growing, uh, even just learning how to I, – I feel like the first at least two, three, four months, we were really learning how to do the podcast for sure. and um, enjoying it for sure. And I, I would like to think that – like everything else that we're stepping into with a new year, that this would be a season of growth and maybe even change. And yeah. Um, so to that end, more questions, <laughs> our friends, please, uh, and including suggestions. I mean, there's nothing wrong with suggestions on, on what we might cover or how the podcast could be a blessing to, uh, to our listeners. Um, forgive us. We'll pray over it. Doesn't mean we are going to do everything that's suggested, but you are, you are invited please to share questions and thoughts and we welcome it. Yeah. And we want to involve, um, as, as we've tried to do and as, as frequently as we could and involve other stories, other people from, you know, like you said, from, from inside the church and from outside the church, even that this weekend or this, this podcast specifically, we had somebody set up for it and due to COVID that's not happening. So, um, so yeah, well, okay. So, uh, let's, let's move into Awaken. So Awaken is coming up in, uh, in, in what, two more weeks, or I guess, I guess, uh, on the, the second of the second of February, that's when it starts, correct? I, I thought it was the first of February. Okay. It's, maybe, fir- it's first, first of, February. of February. Yeah. Sorry. I think it was on a Tuesday. And so that's what threw me yes, off. So. It starts the first of February, first of February goes right. the entire month of February plus first couple of days of January. It's a 30 day experience. So just just for our list, just think February of March. But yes, uh, and so the next couple of weekends is us getting you know more and more prepared. We're, get, we're getting psyched, as they say That's in the right. in the nineteen nineties. Um, getting ready. What is it about Awaken that excites you? A uh, couple things that come to mind quickly is one, it's very purposeful for me, you, and everybody else who participates to be intentional about prayer. Um, it's about prayer and fasting. It's about certain devotionals and all that kind of stuff. But ultimately it's, it's a month of us finding time and space to do the things we talked about yesterday, actually to bring our requests to him for the city, for our friends, for people who don't know Christ, um, for our family members to, uh, just keep company with him, maybe in a, in a, very experiential way for people that they haven't done before or have done much of. It's a way to uh, really just as a whole group of people as a church to just try to line up with what God wants um, in and through us. And so it's about prayer primarily. The other thing that oh just gets me really excited is the churches we're doing this with. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there it's hard to partner with other churches in some kind of ongoing programmatic way or, you know, highly, you know, uh, interaction, highly interacting way. Uh, but one thing we can certainly do is simultaneously 
having a shared experience of, of just reading the same things, talking about the same things, praying for our city. Um, I'm really hopeful, for example, that people who are working at Place X in our city together and, you know, a couple of them go to First Baptist and one of them goes to Floral Heights United Methodist and one of them goes to Colonial and one of them doesn't go to any church, but they, they call themselves a Christian and they can talk about, oh, we're all doing this together. We mm -hmm. all have a shared purpose to be more prayerful and specifically to pray for our other coworkers who don't know Christ. Right. And, um, so those two things, just the intentionality of it in, in real general ways about prayer and then partnering with eight other churches. I don't know why I was hoping it would be 50, <laughs> but now that it's kind of, now that it's happening, I'm overwhelmed that it's nine. Like, wow. Like including several of the biggest churches in town. And I'm just, I'm so humbled that we get to do it. I'm excited about it. Yeah. I think I think you know as 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 we have done for uh, I think I think almost every year and maybe not every year that that uh since I've been here at Colonial um we have uh you know we've always done a some sort of prayer and fasting at the beginning of the year. I think there was one year in there that we didn't do it um after well, we have had a history of doing that, you're but right. But we've done it, right? And so before my time, before your time, I think. Yeah, as far as I know, it was it was I mean it was it wasn't something that I did brought here or anything like that. And other churches do that. Too. Sure. You know, but, but it was like, I, I frequently felt like it was like, Hey, we're doing this and here's the stuff to read. But, um, I don't know. It was almost like, uh, and I don't mean to speak ill of the past, if you will, but, uh, sometimes I felt like it wasn't really like there was a goal, like, what are we doing? And, and I like that the, you know, as you said, the intentionality, the framework of this is we're, we're, we're doing this and we're praying for our city. We're praying for the people that are around us. Um, and, and, and I think that, you know, it's, it's interesting that, that, uh, um, interesting maybe it was just well planned that you know as you started your your series of prayer and fasting talking about talking about it this week um or the, for the next couple of weeks that you know that's just part it's part of it's part of what we're doing laying the groundwork for what we're about to do in february and I, I'm, I'm with you i think i think having having nine churches come together and do something is really cool um mm -hmm. you know because the nature of the beast if you will is that we don't you know everybody does things differently and so to we're we're not good at putting putting ourselves or what we do or what we hold you know what traditions we have and what we hold dear to the side to do things together because we created different churches you know that was if we wanted to do that all the time then we would be sister churches or or partners or um, you know all all of the same kind of denomination or whatever and so to to break through mm. and do that differently is. It is different. It is uh, outside of the box, and so I think it's fun. Yeah, and um, I think I said this to a group of men I was talking to yesterday morning. Uh, but one of one of my favorite humble moments of Bob McCartney. Remember when we we interviewed uh, Bob from First Baptist mm -hmm. and Lance Bourgeois from Grace? Yeah, we we interviewed them simultaneously. Just a couple other pastors, and Grace is not particularly uh, in this time partnering with us, but but First Baptist is one of those that is. But I loved just a humble moment from Bob uh, who just said, you know, we've got a, a history, we've got a bit of a reputation of being the church that doesn't play well with others. Mm. <laughs> and we all kind of laughed because th that is funny. 
but it's a sad reality that um, could be said probably about almost every church, mm-hmm. uh, certainly every church in different seasons, where we just have our heads down and we're doing our own things. Yeah. And then worst case, oh, God forbid we do this, but I, I know we do. Worst case, we even un, even just unknowingly paint the picture that those Christians down there that meet at that building are anything but family. They are they're wrong, yeah. or they're doing it wrong, right. or they're they're there are competition, or oh, did you hear family so and so left our church and now they're going to that church, right? And those jerks, you know that, yeah. that welcome them, and instead of oh my goodness, these are our brothers and sisters in Christ, mm-hmm. and most of them, not not all churches are or this is true of, but like all these churches we're partnering with, for example, we agree on the main things. We agree that Jesus is king. We agree that God loves people and wants him to wants them to to know him and be adopted into his family and that he offers forgiveness of sin through the work of Christ and all these churches that have different rituals and different traditions and and even even some disagreements on some secondary things um to just stand up and recognize that we are all about the kingdom of God and all about Jesus. And uh, to do that with these churches that have different names and, you know, camps behind them. Yeah. Uh, and not get into politics and not get into to, to other things that might rile some, up some disagreement, but just to love each other well and say, we, we share a love for Jesus and, a, and a, a desire that other people experience his love as well. That gets me excited. And so for these nine churches, all of whom could probably say, Hey, at times we don't play well with others. We're going to play with each other. <laughs> We're going to be on the same team formally for a month. Yeah. And um, I hope that's a message that is really encouraging. Certainly not the main reason we're doing this, but I hope that's a byproduct of what we're doing. For sure. I mean, and in, in, in one of our one of our goals as a as a church is over the next you know X number of years to create a some sort of a network of churches around Wichita Falls to yes. to say, you know what, we we do things together. And it doesn't mean that we agree on everything or we do things exactly the same or we look the same or whatever, but that we're we're willing to yes. say, you know what, let's and let's sacrifice some of this stuff that's that's, you know, ancillary or, and you know what? or I think traditional this, I or think whatever. This but, is God's timing to your point that this doesn't na- this doesn't necessarily it certainly doesn't automatically lead to some kind of formal network of right. churches but it just raises the possibility mm-hmm. uh, of that happening uh, for example I've talked to several pastors lead pastors from different churches about just us getting together uh, regularly maybe even monthly to just as, on a friendship level have a me- share a meal share a drink just laugh and talk about anything but church (laughs) and just be friends to each other. And I have had several pastors say they really long for that and want to do that. And it still hasn't happened. Yeah. But one of my hopes is that in these nine churches getting together, that it can lead to, okay, what if four or five of us, Mm -hmm. much less all nine come out of this going, okay, we're we're not finished yet though. Right. Like we're going to continue this relationship and so I'm a bit of a dreamer and an idealist, so I've already got plans for that, but we'll see what happens. Well, but it, I mean, it makes sense. It's like that, you know, we've done, we've done multiple things with, with Unity Church. We did multiple things with, uh, with, with One, One Life. Life, you know, and so 
when you've when you repeatedly repeatedly done done things with people like that with another church like that um not necessarily like who they are or whatever but you've just done things together it becomes easier the more we do it it's like well yeah of course we're gonna do that with you guys like yeah you know so if if uh if ronnie whitfield called and said hey would you guys be interested in doing this with us or help us promote this thing or whatever probably be like well yeah okay no big deal yeah if it's somebody out of the blue, then we're like, well, we got to think about that. You know, <laughs> you know, it just becomes easier the more it's we do it. It's because so. when you love and trust somebody, it, it changes your openness mm-hmm. to uh, to talking about hard things, to doing different things together. So proximity is a big deal, huh? Proximity. Mm. That's a good word. <laughs> yeah. I mean, by, by definition, our churches are located on the map in different places. Yep. And... Um, you and I as pastors spend way too much time on our respective, you know, on our campus. And it's just, it's hard to have proximity with other people. Now, you know, a lot of our listeners probably could go, Oh, there's, you know, seven people I work with. And if you count no church as one of the churches, Mm -hmm. there's, you know, six different churches represented, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, but you and I don't have that, you know? Um, So I, I think this is really important that we seek that out as leaders and help our people cross over those barriers as well. Yeah. All right. So prayer and fasting. We started off this this uh, this past weekend talking about prayer and fasting as we're leading up to um, Awaken that's kicking off in a couple of weeks. Uh, by the way, if you did not get an Awaken packet, um, you're you're gonna want one of those. Um, we don't have a million of them, so you, you you need to get one quickly before we run out of them. But they're they're only ten bucks. Actually, they're twenty dollars. But the church is covering half of it for you. So, uh, in that, we have a thirty day prayer guide. There is um, a book that uh, a short book that that walks you through prayer uh, and and fasting in more of a practical way uh, rather than a theological. Um, or, or uh, you know, maybe a mental way or whatever, but just how to get prepared for doing something like that. Um, there's a journal in there. Uh, there's a list of 15 names of, or 15 households that are around the city that we are all praying together. Uh, everybody has different names. So whatever packet you have, there's 15 names in there or 15 household names in there that are specific for you to pray for. And, uh, and my packet will be different. And, um, so if you have not gotten one of those, we have those available this weekend and next weekend coming up uh, until we run out of them, and then we'll have to scramble around. I hope we have that problem. Figure something out. That'd be great. So, just to be clear, we had we got 150 packets. Church already paid for them. Church church is paying half of the twenty dollars they cost, so ten dollars uh, to each person. And uh, I I, don't, I didn't get a number, but I think a lot of people picked them up yesterday. Yep. And uh, I'm hope I'm hopeful we run out this weekend. Frankly, yeah. I I, I want to have to go scramble and try to find more. Yeah, that'd be great. I didn't uh, I didn't count uh, after the after the weekend, um, so I'm not I'm not exactly sure off the top of my head. But also had we had people that were buying them from other people, and they were you know getting a couple at a time. And nice. Um, and I even got a text message this morning that said, "Hey, we're in quarantine. Could you grab some and drop them off at our house?" I so love it. If you are in need of a packet, that we we want you to get the packet as soon as possible because the book that leads you through it is a great thing to read over the next couple of weeks before we launch into Awaken. The yellow book. The, the, uh, the, yeah, the yellow book that's inside it, which doesn't matter if you don't have one, what color it is, but um, it is the yellow one. If if you can't come and get one, if you're not going to be here on the weekend um, and, and you are here locally, 
call the office. Absolutely. Email us. You can email us here at the podcast. You can send us text messages, whatever it is you need, and we'll figure out how to get one over to you. So. I don't mind at all if you deliver those, Brooke. Thank you. I totally I appreciate it. Don't, I don't have a problem with that. I'll, I'll get you a, you can get a little messenger bag. <laughs> On your uh, on the side of your bike, and you can freeze all the way over to somebody's house to drop it off. So no, I think will... I think you and I both would be excited to, right. to deliver, and it's just it's 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 fun preparing to all all go down this road together. Yep. So I'm going to deliver deliver a couple of those. Okay. Love so it. prayer and fasting. We dove into this. Um, I think one of the things that that stuck out in my mind is I started to think about the ways that we uh, the ways that we that we see prayer. Um, in our culture, right? And I was just thinking like, okay, so um, there's the, the something just happened or I'm in this pickle and please get me out of this, that prayer, you know? Foxhole prayer. Yeah, that's right. Get me out of this. Uh, if you get me out of this, then I'll... The water, bargaining I'll fill prayer. It. That's right, that's right. Or there's the help me win, you know, uh, let's let's pray before our football game. The, or the, Does our, God really care about this prayer? The, for our team, you know, it's like, <laughs> all right, we're going to pray and forget the fact that the other team is also praying the same thing, and so we get to see who's who's God's favorite because that's who won. Uh, there's the give me this thing, like I really just really want this thing, so I'm praying for you to deliver this car, and I hope I wake up tomorrow morning and it's a white Christmas or you know whatever the the, the give me this thing, and then and then you get into like the I'm praying for other people, I'm praying for healing, uh, I'm praying for um, you know the revelation of Christ in someone's life, and so I just I just started thinking about uh, all those different different types of prayer. And uh, and how how we we see those differently in movies, yeah, uh, on in sports and just in our in our lives and how, you know how we we I guess there's the the difference in in a lifestyle of prayer versus a, a situational prayer or you know we do I, I pray before dinner or I pray before bed or you know um, and so that that was just some of the things that uh, it wasn't necessarily a list that you made but I just thought that. It stuck out to me as you started talking about prayer, you know, different I, types of prayer. I had a fascinating conversation with one of my daughters. I won't, I won't out her and say which one, but we did a daddy-daughter date yesterday. And my, my kids are getting bigger and older, and we, I love the, 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 just the more mature conversations that I'm enjoying mm. with them. But specifically, um, shocker, one of my kids was listening to me teach yesterday, <laughs> and she brought up the, con- the, the subject of prayer. And I was like, oh, my goodness, are we doing this now? Because I bring it up with them, but to have my daughter bring it up. Yeah. We were a one-on-one date, and she said, can I just be honest with you, Dad, which I love when she does this. And she said, you know, I've, I feel like I know that God is real, and I, I can't imagine someone not believing in him like I do. But the experiences I have with him, she didn't use the E word. I can't, the, the ways I've connected with him or, or I don't remember how she put it. Um, but she implied, you know, the experiences I've had with him, the feeling of, of his presence or his reality. She said, it's not when I pray Mm. and I just don't know if maybe I'm doing it wrong or, um, but I just validated that. I just said, you know, yeah. Uh, prayer life can be incredibly intimate and experiential, uh, for some people or at some times, but for other people at other times, it can be very dry. It can be, it can feel empty or ineffective. Uh, it's part, it's, 
it's part of what makes prayer, it's central to what makes prayer so mysterious, you know? Um, so I just validated a lot of what she was saying and it was interesting for her just to share that she wants to, she wants to journal more. She doesn't do much of that. She's like, I think I want to start writing down my prayers. And I said, I think that's fantastic. Mm. Um, well, and I think it, it highlights the, uh, it highlights the different ways that you can live out prayer rather than am I kneeling down with my hands clasped and start with dear whatever name I choose for God and then I end with in Jesus name you know is it does it follow that specific structure well that's the specific way to pray and the end you know um, but you know how many times are we praying through a song that we're singing or the gut feelings that we have and um, you know, I, I think it just, to me, it just highlights that it's not, it's not a formula, but uh, more of a posture, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good call. I think in some ways, I, I was reading Yancey's book. I mentioned that yesterday. And part of what he was talking about is uh, it's been prayer and for prayer from some people has been described as it's, it's repositioning ourselves. It's it's less about even the conversation or the interaction, and it's more about a posture. I like that word. Yeah. It's more about just taking a posture, repositioning ourselves for for that potential relational connection, for that submission of the will to him again. Um, man, I like that word posture or position. I think that I think that may be if I can be personal. I think that may describe much of how I see my prayer life. It's it's less about the words. It's less about the persist the shameless persistence I talked about yesterday. I, I, I actually am convicted I need to do more of that. I need to bang on the door more. I really hear the Lord saying, Yes, I want you to do that. Mm-hmm. I invite that. Um I see my own prayer life experientially as much more about taking a certain posture or position. Um does that make sense to you when I say that? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Um, you know, you talked about the progression of of a prayer life of you know, like the when it starts off. And I think about this all the time when my kids when my kids pray, and um, you know, we repeat the same words and say the same things, and then they they you know, it's the childlike requests. They they tell their story of what happened during the day, and and I I giggle to myself because I'm like, oh, that's such a uh, it's such a, a childlike way to pray, but then at the same time, I think how God invited us to do it. And, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, babe, I don't, I don't need to hear everything you did in your first grade class yeah. today, you know? And yet, but and yet Jesus time, says, come to me like little kids, <laughs> that's, you know? That's, that's why I laugh at myself. You know, so you talk about that, like the, the, the you know, the, the childlike request, it's like, hey, and can I have this, can I have this or whatever? And then you move to the keeping company and you talked about that and, um, and, and how you're, it's just being, uh, you know, almost like having a prayer life that's, that's, that's our thought life. It's not just this specific time and the submission. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I think, I think that, that makes sense that, you know, the, back to the, the posture word of, you know, what is, what is my posture when I pray? Am I, am I trying to legalistically do it? You know, am I trying to check the box and say, I prayed right. today? Or right. can I figure out how to pray throughout my day, whether it's, you know, I, well, that uh, uh, Pat Page is great at, you know, 
Um, good morning again, Father. I you love know, praying when he, with Pat. When he prays that he always says that. We'll be praying at six in the morning, and he will say, "Good morning again, Father." And I'm like, "What? Yeah, you've already told I'm sorry, him." What? <laughs> I don't do anything at six a.m. But, um, but you know, so it's just, it's just there's the, you can check the box, or can we figure out how to? change our posture and what prayer is for to that, to that into, uh, you know, beyond the requests and into the keeping, the keeping company side of things to where it's like, no, we're just, I'm just, I'm just living life with God. I'm living life with God rather than, um, trying to get something out of this, you know, fancy phrase or couple sentences that I threw together. Yeah. I totally, I totally get that. I think, I think that's part of what's convicting, though, for me, is because I'm a relational feeler type guy. You know, I, I pray a lot throughout the day. I have I have a very conversational relationship with the Lord that I, I oh, I'm so grateful for. But but at worst, that then falls into this. Well, I pray when I feel like it. Mm. I pray when I feel something. I pray when I'm drawn that way. Versus what's fascinating to me is um, just the practice I see in some very spiritually mature people, both now and long dead, that just they just prayed at a certain time, whether they felt like it or not. They prayed for a certain length of time, whether they felt like it or not. They prayed uh, whether anything came from it or not. Just just the, you know, you could call it rigid, but you could also call it faithful, persistent, um, posture taking, like, mm. how, is there a downside to taking the right posture consistently, regularly, even if it, it feels dry? I don't think so, but I'm not naturally wired that way. Mm. I, I am much more naturally drawn to, ah, oh, good morning again, father. I'm more naturally drawn to in my car by myself, talking out loud to the Lord. I'm much more naturally drawn to even through music, mm-hmm. like singing a song mm-hmm. along with, you know, a Christian writer, uh, an artist that just captures the desires of my heart. That's a prayer for me. The, the more disciplined, like the book of common prayer, I brought it, our listeners can't see it, but this sits on my shelf for seasons when I don't look at it, but there's a great old book called the book of common prayer. Um, and it's, it's just prayers that have been written, um, over the course of many, 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 many years that you can kind of work your way through that um, that sometimes just it's stuff I need to be praying that's not naturally on my my head, my heart. Um, I mean, you've 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 used some of those in the past as we've had you know staff meetings or whatever in different different times. Um, you know, brought brought one of those. Um, so w- would you say that there is? Uh, I don't want to use the word balance, but that's the only word that's coming to mind at the moment. But um, maybe maybe some sort of a um, I don't know, a continuum or, or flow, an ebb and yeah. flow yeah. between the rigid, the, you know, quote unquote, rigid prayer or checking the box or, or whatever, or, or doing it at a specific time and the, you know, the lifestyle. I know what you're asking. I, I got, I got a little excited as you asked that because, <laughs> because I feel strongly about this. I don't think there's one way to do it. I think, I think that that's our, why I don't like the word balance. Cause I don't want to say that yeah. there's like, if you do it this many times no. and this many times, or you do it and you have to be equal. That's why I don't like the word balance. This is what came to mind. So. I think on, think on one hand, um, like so many other things in, in our lives, we got to be ourselves. And so just like, I'm not going to fault my wife 
she doesn't love music like I do. She's not a romantic in in a in a real strong sense, um, like I at least think I am. Um, <laughs> but we we our personalities are different. The way we ways we communicate and interact with people is different. Shocker, our prayer lives look mm. different, and that's okay. I and don't, they should. They should look different. I think the Lord, just like we, just like think about your your kids. You know, right? My kids. We both have way too many kids, and <laughs> and there's the variety of their personalities and the way we expect them to talk to us and interact with us mm-hmm. and the ways we want to interact with them, uniquely different, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so, on one hand, I think there's no there's no textbook. There's no formula. Prayer is a mystery. It's unique to different people. Now, having said that, I think to answer one of your questions is I do think the more we seek out on our own variety of prayer experiences and forcing ourselves to maybe pray in different ways or have different habits for for even short seasons, I think we will discover the richness of other ways of praying. Um, for example, um, I talked to you before we hit record. I wanted to share this. I wrote down some prayers um, back in my one of my journals. Um, uh, I think it was about two and a half, three years ago. Uh, Monday through Friday, I, for each of those five days, I have a written prayer by a spiritual mentor uh, or a writer. And it's very intentional. Um, it's not the way I normally pray. But I have seasons where I go through where, oh, it's Tuesday, and I start my day and I read that prayer. And um, it's, not, it's not the words I would use. It's not the, it's, it's, it feels rigid at times, but just the practice of, for example, on Mondays, I'll go ahead and read this on our podcast, I have written down what's called a prayer of relinquishment. And there's different prayer of relinquishments if you want to Google that online. Uh, but this specifically is written by a, a great author, Richard Foster, from his book, Prayers of the Heart. And um, it's a very short prayer. I'm going to read it out loud. But the idea behind it is it's Monday. Uh, for me as a pastor anyway, I've had a, a Sunday where I've taught. I've had a, a weekend where I've seen a lot of people. And I feel the weight of the world on my shoulders sometimes as a leader. And it's a prayer of relinquishment. It's a letting go on a Monday morning. Every time I read it, let me just let me read it out loud. It says, Today, O Lord, I yield myself to you. May your will be my delight today. May your way have perfect sway in me. May your love be the pattern of my living. I surrender to you my hopes, my dreams, my ambitions. Do with them what you will, when you will, as you will. I place into your loving care my family, my friends, my future. Care for them with a care that I can never give. I release into your hands my need to control, my craving for status, my fear of obscurity. Eradicate the evil, purify the good, and establish your kingdom on earth. For Jesus' sake, amen. Now, I don't talk like that. <laughs> I'm not nearly that eloquent. <laughs> and it's such a great short prayer of letting go. Mm. on Mondays. And there'll be a lot of Mondays I don't read this. It's not on my brain. It's not in my habit. But but when I do get into these short seasons of using these daily prayers, Mondays become this, Monday mornings become this, ah, I'm not Superman. If anyone is, you are. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm letting go. 
I want to be faithful today, but I'm not going to carry the weight of colonial. I'm not going to carry the weight of my family. I'm not going to carry the weight uh, in any ways that you don't want me to um, care for them with a care that I can never give. That's a, that's a humble letting go. So that's an example. I, I don't normally step into that kind of prayer life, but because I've discovered it and because I've stepped into it, dare I say it, like awaken for a lot of our listeners, mm-hmm. take a leap and step into this practice of prayer and fasting for a month and see what happens. Um, part of our growth as disciples of Jesus, I think, is trying different things, trying different habits, stepping into uh, different positions, postures with our brothers and sisters in Christ and just seeing what God does. And you know what? One or more people is going to look back and awaken and go, meh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe that's because you didn't really put much into it, or maybe maybe it was just a really dry month mm-hmm. of, I didn't hear from the Lord, I I did the things every day that I was told to do, and I read these things. And But I also think other people will go, I, wow, my expectations were right. not that high, and I really feel like this is a rhythm God wants me to live into, of, of spending more time with Him, mm-hmm. or or shamelessly, persistently knocking on the door and mm-hmm. look, oh my goodness, he's answered some of my prayers. And I, I'm just excited for people to take a leap and step into something different. Okay, so I, I you know, you know me, I go, I go practical all the time, so, um, or logistical or whatever it is. But so we talked about Philip Yancey's book. Um, what's it called? Does prayer work? It's called Prayer. Does it make any difference? Does it make any difference? There you if, go. if you're not familiar with Philip Yancey, some of the, the probably his most famous book is "What's So Amazing About Grace." If anybody has read that over the years, he's he's easily top five authors for me. Okay, so you have you have that book. We have the Book of Common Prayer that is you know really a quick, thin, <laughs> it's speedy read. Huge hardback. I'm looking at. Yeah, <laughs> it's like three inches thick. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, so, and, and I apologize, I didn't, I didn't like prepare you for this so that you could actually be ready to go, but um, maybe we can come back to this next week if there's a better a resource or something. But um, you, you said you have, you have ones that, that uh, specific prayers, like the Monday through Friday kind of a thing. Um, where, where would we go? Mm. Where would somebody go? If, if somebody's looking at it going, well, I've never done that before. I wouldn't yeah. even know where to start. Yeah. Where could you say, here's a handful of good prayers that you could see from somebody else. Mm. Um, well, we're going to, we're going to put the Monday one in here. I'll, I'll, I'll add that in here. I thought that was a really, really cool one as we were, we were talking beforehand, but, um, so where, where would I go if I wanted to say, you know what, I want to find, I want to find some of those that, that work throughout my week or my, or my month or, or, or certain times of the year, whatever, I don't even know where I would go. Well, I love that you're asking that question and I'm tempted to throw a bunch of stuff at you. I really am. But, um, but because <laughs> we are about to step into awaken uh-huh. as a church, mm-hmm. um, if you, if, if you really want to read a book, I just can't recommend highly enough Philip Yancey's book, Prayer, What Difference Does It Make? Um, but it, otherwise, I would say two simple things. The Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6 and Luke 11. If we just spend some time leaning into, no matter how rote it has become for some of us or how many years we've been praying that prayer, the Lord's Prayer is is first and foremost the place to go. And then buy a stinking Awaken packet because we've got a 30-day prayer guide in there. It's a book that starting February 1st, all of us are going to read the same things every day and offer some short prayers. Of course, prayers on our own of different kinds. But 
I, I, I hesitate to give you two, three, four things right before we all step into this shared okay. experience, if that makes any sense. Now, having said that, hold me to this. <laughs> at, we're, not, we're not doing it right as pastors to our people if after this month of Awaken, after this month of, of praying and fasting together collectively, as we step into March, we need to be providing some other resources. We need to be providing one or more other things to check out. Um, and, of course, invite questions and, and interest about that as well to, through the podcast. For sure. I hope that didn't sound too deflective. I just want us to focus, man. <laughs> Let's get out. This Awaken Packet, it's got a 30-day prayer journal. It's got a great little yellow book we're, we're saying you should read sooner than later about fasting, which is so much more clear and accessible than, than some other things I've read about fasting. Um, I think it's plenty for us right now. Even our long time seasoned mature Christians out there like grab awaken packet. And it's, it's another way to have uh, a shared experience with your faith community for sure. Yeah. Well, so as we wrap this up, you would say that the, the way to apply these things to our lives right now in the moment is as a church to go through this Awaken packet and to do this together. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And, you know, this Sunday we'll, our teaching will be on fasting. I, I will, that, that's the 16th. The 23rd of January, which is the last Sunday before we dive in uh, with the whole experience with everybody, the 23rd of, of January, um, we're going to get really pra- practical. So someone like you who always likes to ask, okay, but how do we apply this to our <laughs> lives? Do it. Um, you're going to enjoy the 23rd because we're going to tackle some specifics of how we get practical with fasting, practical with praying, um, just have a kind of a, a, a menu of options for us to, to really get after it together. Cool. Yeah. All right. Last call. Anything else you want to touch on before we get out of here? Is it possible that we go a whole podcast episode without talking about sports? I think we did good. <laughs> I'm not even, I almost asked you a random sports question, but I, I'm not gonna. We mentioned a couple of sports names. I did. You did? I mentioned a couple of sports names. Who'd you mention? The, the entertainers that we lost at the beginning. Betty White Before was you not were a ball player. She was a heck of a ball player. Was she in League of Her Own? <laughs> League of Their Own? <laughs> I don't think so. Did you, who'd you mention that was a sports player? Oh, John Madden. John Madden. Uh, Dan Reeves. Dan Reeves. Yes, yeah. that's true. John okay, Madden, since yeah. you cracked open the door, <laughs> before, we, before we turn this thing off, <laughs> your pick for the national championship game. When we're recording this on a Monday morning late morning uh Uh it's georgia alabama round two Mm -hmm. who's your who's your pick and why real quick you know prior to the sec championship game i would have picked georgia because they had been so dominant and alabama had been awful and then alabama just hammered them and i don't see anything changing tonight uh i i i know that i'm sorry barbara you know yeah I feel bad because Barbara, our one of our favorite staff people here, is a Georgia Bulldog fan. But you know what? I, I'm gonna have to say I, I think Georgia's gonna win tonight. And they got they got wow. beat up. Two reasons. One, you just wanted to disagree. No, with two me reasons. What you said. Earlier. One is I think they've had a lot more time to prepare, <laughs> and and I think that it, I think it's actually gonna be a really good game. Okay, like the one they had was that like th- three years ago when when uh, Tua beat beat uh, Georgia uh-huh. on the last play of the game or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a great game like that. But I also think there's a lot to These are kids, and when they played the first time, Georgia was playing for nothing. Pride, but, 
hey, if we lose, we're going to the college football playoffs. Alabama was playing for if we lose, our season is over. We have to win this to go to the college football playoffs. I think this time, Georgia is like, this is for all the marbles. I think the team is better. Every All the sports experts go, well, the team's better. They just don't have a better quarterback. That's the problem. That's mm-hmm. the X factor is, what's his name, Stetson Bennett? Uh, walk-on okay. guy at Georgia. Dream come true. If this guy is a walk-on quarterback <laughs> and wins a national championship over the guy who's, what's his name, Howard, who's going to get paid on Sundays, you know, soon. You asked a question, and then this floodgate's open about sports. That's right. Sorry. That's right. My bad, everyone. <laughs> My fault. They could have turned us off already. Yeah, they probably George is going to win tonight. It's going to be really know. close. I don't know. All right. This has been the E6 Podcast from Colonial Church. As always, you can get more information about Colonial at colonialchurch.com or go to the App Store and the Google Play Store and download our app, which is where we really get all of our information out all over the place. So we'd love to hear from you, as we have said multiple times. Send us your questions, your feedback, your comments, your suggestions. Podcast at colonialchurch.com. Thanks for listening to the first episode of 2022. We'll pick up the conversation next week. Everybody have a good one.